Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. A little different background, you may notice, because I am at my girlfriend's apartment. She is stranded in New Orleans with, uh, you know, millions of people across the country after the holiday and everything that's going on with uh, not just Southwest, but other uh, airlines as well. So I'm here feeding her cat, who you may hear. So if you hear a meow in the background, that's Sal saying hi. I uh, hope you're all doing well. I'm also on her Wi-Fi and not wired in, so I'm sorry if this lags at all or is choppy. Uh, I apologize for that in advance. Good to see everybody in the comments section already mixing things up. The Packers back on the practice field this afternoon, including an appearance by David Bakhtiari. Obviously, that uh, is exciting. Good to see him back out there after the appendectomy and missing a couple games. Christian Watson not on the practice field, not participating, and that is disconcerting to say the least. Not that there isn't a path to victory without him on Sunday, because of course there is, but you would definitely prefer Christian Watson out there uh, as much as possible anyway, coming off that hip injury that he suffered down in Miami, but not at practice today, uh, which does not, does not bode well. We'll see how he progresses throughout the week. Matt did say on Monday that every guy who was injured was considered day-to-day. Of course, that was the day before they placed Dean Lowry on an injured reserve. So we shall see. TK Miller, what's up? You got to run to dinner, but you wanted to say hello. Well, hello. Thanks so much for saying hi. Thank you. Hope you're doing well. On stream last night, Watson said he's feeling much better just being cautious. Well, that's good, Joey. That's good to hear. Guys will say a lot of things, though. Uh, I tend to take all of that with a grain of salt. We've heard not just Packers players, but NFL players talk about how good they feel and they plan on playing and blah, blah, blah. Look no further than the Monday nighter back in 2020 when Devontae Adams was hell-bent on playing and got shut down and obviously was very upset about it. Had to delete a tweet because of it. Nice, Sal. Sal's here to say hello. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no doubt he is feeling better, and that's a good thing. Obviously, I'm not discounting that. But, you know, how the player feels and what he says doesn't bear a whole lot when it comes to you know, his actual playing time on Sunday. So we'll see. Uh, I want Bo Melton packages. Okay, everybody needs to relax on Bo Melton. Yes, he's fast and he's a new receiver, but do you really think he's going to be up to snuff with the hand signals by Sunday? Come on now. Come on. I'm somewhat joking. But, uh, yeah, no, I think they probably just like the player. I don't think it has much to do with Christian Watson, although you never know. Um, Maybe they utilize him as a returner at some point. But uh, I would be surprised if uh, he plays much, if at all, on Sunday, or even if, indeed, if he's even active. Uh, Joey, thanks for the super chat. Trade love for Adams, the return, LOL. I'm glad you added the LOL, so I know you're joking. Um, Yeah, crazy news out of Las Vegas today with the Raiders. Two games left in the season. Raiders have benched Derek Carr. One of the main driving reasons that Devontae Adams wanted to go play for the Raiders. Man, what a dub season out there. Um, Fascinating to me watching a coach in Josh McDaniels who clearly is just not very good, basically pulling every lever he can to try and save his job. I think one of the things he's probably going to save him is that he's got such a cash-poor owner that you know Mark Davis can't afford to eat his contract. So I think that's probably what will save him. But by any measure of the job that McDaniels has done, I, I think you've got to classify it as a major disappointment. There's no doubt about that. But it will be interesting to see how the Raiders look without Carr at quarterback. Uh, Melton is returner insurance. No, he could be. Team defiant. He very well could be. 
Uh, but we thought the same thing about D.D. Westbrook, and he never even dressed. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if he gets hurt, they owe him money. He has zero guaranteed money right now. That's a good thing. I'm all on that. Uh, they just need to go 1-0 every week. Go, Pack, go. 1,000%. I was thinking the same thing when you said what happened when Watson went out and then Aaron threw to everyone. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't subtle. And I talked about talked about this a bit with Billy on Beer and Ball uh, earlier today. You should check that out here on the YouTube channel. Um, you know, it was very clear they wanted to get Watson involved as much as possible early on in the game. But, man, things seemed to flow a lot better when Rodgers was forced to spread the ball around. And, look, I'm not – I don't – I'm never going to be upset about getting the ball in Christian Watson's hands. I think that's a very wise idea. Um, but it sure did look like as the game progressed and Rodgers had to force himself to spread the ball around, I think the offense operated a little better. You know, so maybe that contributed to some of the issues in the red zone. We saw the kind of, I guess you would say, maybe not miscommunication, but the stumble that Watson has, you know, the ball's a little bit behind him. Maybe Rodgers is expecting him at a little bit different depth there. It's a couple of players who have played somewhat, you know, number of snaps together now this year, but in the great pantheon of Rodgers' career, they have not played together a lot, obviously. So, you know, those are things that you hope get ironed out over time, but in the meantime, it's uh, it's nice to see the offense operate the way it did. At one point, Rodgers had hit 11 different receivers on Sunday. That's fantastic. You want more of that, please. Dylan, thanks for the super chat. Which rookie not named Christian Watson are you most excited about long-term? <laughs> Romeo Dobbs. I'm sure that's a boring answer, but it's definitely Romeo Dobbs. I was insanely excited about him during training camp. Uh, you can go back and check the tweets. Uh, I I really like this rookie class, though. I mean, there hasn't been a true disappointment, I would say, among any of them. I mean, some guys are obviously getting more playing time than others. We've been anxious to see more Devontae Wyatt. We got to see that on Sunday, and I think we're going to see more of that going forward because now Dean Lowry is down. But, yeah, they're uh, to a guy. It's, you can see the progression. You can see development or and or promise if they haven't played a lot. Um yeah, not, there's a lot to like about this rookie class. But outside of Watson, the guy who's got me most excited, it's got to be Dobbs. No question. Tyler, thanks for the super chat. With year one in Las Vegas being a letdown, is Devontae still on track for Canton? Where would you have Green Bay's record if he had stayed? Lots of issues to cover up. I don't know. I Look, I still think he's uh, headed to Canton. He's put up, he still put up decent numbers this year. Hell, at one point, he was on track to obliterate the numbers he put up in his best year in Green Bay. Now, I don't know where he stands right now, but he's still putting up some pretty big numbers. And I know he's disappeared from game plans and he's got had stretches of games where he hasn't put up huge numbers, but he's still producing at a high level. And I suspect, regardless of who they throw in there at quarterback for these last two games, it's going to be Devontae-centric and he's probably going to put up, continue to put up numbers. Don't ever forget. The stretch when Brett Hundley was starting, Devontae was the only dude who kept producing consistently week in and week out. Now, he didn't skip a beat, really. So, yeah, I, I suspect uh, still on track would be my guess. Uh, Craig, thanks for the super chat. Remember 2010, Nags? Oh, do I ever. We snuck in as a wild card and ran the table. Compare 2020 team with 2010 talent-wise. I think they were much better up front on both sides of the ball. 
um, especially on defense. That that's would be the the major kind of concern slash place where it falls apart, right? Um, yeah, you know, look, can you catch lightning in a bottle and maybe go on a run? Sure, absolutely. It happens every once in a while in the NFL. Why can't the Packers do it, right? But man, it just the it just pure talent wise, I they were more talented on both sides of the ball and probably more solid on special teams in 2010. Um, they certainly had a much better defense, a much more consistent defense. And that's not to say that this defense isn't talented because it is. Uh, but the 2010 defense was a hell of a lot better than this one. And I think that helped them out because it's so funny. People remember the game in Atlanta, right? Rogers going ham, or they remember James Starks coming to life at the end of the year. Right. But man, people forget, like, it's not like they were dropping 40 every week. You know, some of those games were hard to watch on offense and the defense kept them in them and gave them opportunities with turnovers. I it's, I think that defense is pretty underrated in uh, Packers fans memories because everybody remembers Rogers thrown to the corner and Greg Jennings and the touchdowns and the Super Bowl and Doherty going deep on that first touchdown. You know, those are the things that kind of the images you have, but man, one of the biggest plays in that game is spill it, pick it, you know, forcing that fumble on Mendenhall. I just, you know, I, I do think that defense gets short shrift, so to speak, because Rodgers was so amazing in that Atlanta game and because they put up points and, it, you know, they put up a ton of yards in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that defense, our green and company, I would uh, I would definitely give the nod to 2010 over 2022. Oz, happy hour today. Yes, sir. Sorry for the late switch yesterday. Uh, Corey and LiveX, uh had a bunch of things scheduling wise that we had to work around and unfortunately it had to be done at the last minute but um instead of last night we had uh, no happy hour last night we had backer transplants live tonight we will have our happy hour so if you're a patreon member or a carry the g club member here on youtube the information on youtube here is on the community page um, if you're on patreon you scroll down i think two posts below this top you'll see the information for tonight's happy hour at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you guys there. Smash that like, people. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate that. We have young talent in our secondary. They most certainly do, Lord. No question about that. Glad to see Devontae White get more playing time, as was I. And I think he made the most of it. I think he made a good impression. When Matt LaFleur's there post-game at his presser, kind of unprompted, bringing up the play of Devontae Wyatt, that's a promising sign. You know, that's means you've flashed. That means you've shown something. Um, it sure sounds like, you know, Coach enjoyed looking at the tape as well because he kind of sur surreptitiously mentioned it again. Um, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more of him going forward, obviously out of necessity somewhat because Dean Lowry is now on injured reserve. But, you know, in concert with Jerron Reed, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark. I think it's going to be fun to watch that group kind of rotate going forward here. The Dallas game plan should be used every game. Aaron Rodgers, 14 to 20, 224 yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 24 carries, 138 yards, one touchdown. Christian Watson, four receptions, 107 yards, three touchdowns. Well, I'm sure people, you know, in the Packers organization would love to plug in some numbers and just have it happen. But fortunately, you have to be somewhat proactive and make it happen and you have to play a team across from you um i will say though uh, to your point man i don't think it's any mystery that the game where aaron Rodgers threw the fewest passes is where they had basically their biggest explosion on offense this year when they run through the running backs 
They run the football. They're consistent with it, efficient with the ball. They're going to score points. I, I don't know how much plainer to put it. You know, it makes the quarterback's job easier. And yes, Rodgers can still make insane plays. The fourth down touchdown to Watson in that game is nuts, both from the route run and the ball that Rodgers throws. So no one's asking him to not make amazing plays. You know, it feels like when you talk about running the football, people think three yards in a cloud of dust when it's anything but. It's to help get advantageous looks so that you can go to town as a quarterback. And you're not always constantly having to pick up third and eights and third and twelves. You know, just trying to make it easier on you. Uh, Joey, thanks for the super chat. Do you see Jair on Jefferson more this time around? I think a bit, but I don't think it's going to be a ton different. I think they're still going to play a lot of uh, man-match stuff, a lot of zone. I don't think you're going to see a ton of straight-up like two-man, which I would think would be a lot of fun, actually. But, you know, the, the protestation that the coaches always have is that, you know, Minnesota does a great job of moving Jefferson around, which is true. And so if you have a guy straight up, like you're taking him, um, that can mess with a lot of your keys and a lot of your balance on defense. That said, there are certainly ways that you can bake that into your game plan a little bit better than they did in week one. And look, hey, don't get it twisted. Having Jair on Jefferson is the is not a guarantee of anything. Jefferson got Jair a number of times in week one. And I'm sure that is in the back of my, Jair's mind this week that he wants to kind of, quote, make up for it a little bit. Because uh, there's one play in particular where he absolutely turned Jair around. You know, so as much as we love Jair, and of course we do, it's not like you just set it and forget it. You know, you still got to do the work. And Jefferson's still going to get his. You're never going to shut him down completely. You know, even if you roll coverage, even if you got a safety over the top, you're, he's still going to get his just because they do such a good job of moving him all over the place, motioning him pre-snap, trying to get, you know, a free release off the line, a two-way go in the middle of the field, things of that nature. He's, he's a tough ask, man. He is putting up these insane numbers for a reason because he's really, really fucking good. And sometimes you can just tip your cap. Craig, thanks for the super chat. Adapted scene from Bull Durham. Football is a simple game. You run the ball, you throw the ball, you catch the ball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes it rains. Think about it. That's not bad, Craig. That's not bad at all. We got ourselves a natural disaster. Oh, speaking of which, did you see the forecast for Sunday? It's a high of 36. It's January in Wisconsin. What the fuck is that? You're going to have some shorts on. you put your balmy weather up. Johnny, thanks for the super chat. This is for Nagler's girlfriend's Packer picture fund to go back. Go. Well, she's a Saints fan, so I don't think uh, any Packer, Packer picture is going to be going up in this apartment anytime soon. And don't get it twit. She's got plenty of stuff on the walls. I just want, I picked a spot where there was nothing so that I didn't show too much of her apartment. That's all. But thank you. It's uh, greatly appreciated. I'll let her know. Why aren't we using Tyler Goodson? Because he's an undrafted rookie and they have three excellent backs in front of him. Did you see the blitz pickup Patrick Taylor had? Did you watch Goodson get absolutely steamrolled in pass pro during the preseason? That's why. Man, I'm telling you, you're not getting on the field unless you can protect the franchise. You got a $50 million investment back there. That blitz pickup by Taylor is exactly why he signed to the 53 and Goodson's on the practice squad. And that's not to say Goodson can't improve. I'm sure he will. 
but he's not ready for that. Not yet. Mm-mm. Matt Mamba with the hard-hitting questions. <sighs> Top three sports movies. Go. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I mean, I'm, I'm a cliche. I'm a walking cliche with this stuff. I mean, if you're talking sports movies, but, you know, that covers both theatrical release and uh, documentaries, whatever, you know, I would go Hoop Dreams and then The Natural and then Hoosiers. Again, I'm, 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 just, I'm a cliche. I can't help it. But those are three fucking awesome movies. I love those films. Those are three films I could never, ever, ever get sick of. Ever in the history of all my life. Ever. And then like Bull Durham's in there and probably the replacements because I think that movie's fucking hilarious. H. Carrington, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. My analysis, Green Bay is 4-0 when I'm forced to miss the watch party. So you understand why I won't be back until next season. We, we deeply appreciate your absence. And I completely understand. Godspeed. Completely understand. Uh, Hawkinson, Thielen, Jefferson, and Cook. Man, this is going to be a fight. Joey, you are not kidding. It is. Uh, Packers got the work cut out for him, man. There's no joke. They probably have to play their best game of the season. I mean, it's it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. You know, there this is a game where they have to take advantage of things like getting an opening kickoff return inside the ten yard line. They, they gotta punch these things in this week. Can't be leaving points on the field. But we'll see. What about Unnecessary Roughness? I love that movie. My favorite, to this day, my best friend in the whole world, Luke Laga, and I, we still do. I thought you were going to do one of these. I love that movie. Michael C., thanks for Super Chat. Fun fact, the 1996 Packers played only played in three total one-score games. We were two and one. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Michael, because people kind of, I think, tend to forget how the dip in that season, that game it it um in um the rams game on the road i think it was a monday nighter but that was a tough one where it felt like all the injuries were finally catching up to them you know i think freeman had gone down at that point and you know they they i don't think they'd signed rising yet and they were down at half and it just felt like oh god what's happening because the whole first part of the season it was just like they were invincible you know like they couldn't be beat and then things started getting a little tougher, blah, blah, blah. But that the whole season, in my eyes, I remember in 96, turned at halftime of that game. And it was, uh, you know, role players, much like we've seen over the course of the last couple of weeks, rising up and making plays and doing what needed to be done. That 96 team was so awesome. Toure or Melton? Oh, Toure. He's been in the building. He knows the offense. He's been playing well. Yeah, I don't think Melton's going to get on over him anytime soon. Uh, Dylan, thanks for the super chat. Basketball is the best sports movie, obviously. <laughs> that is a funny fucking movie, no doubt about it. Eric, holy cow, thanks for the uh, big time super chat. Really appreciate it. Do you think Aaron comes into the game with a hero ball mentality at times? Then eventually he calms down and gains a little more trust. Then it seems like Matt calls plays he thinks Aaron will like slash run, kind of like your B and B chess comparison. Wow, a lot going on there, buddy. Um. Do I think he comes in? I think he just comes in a little keyed up sometimes, much like Favre did back in the day, kind of in a different way. Obviously, with Favre, it was like the balls would sail on him constantly until he got hit. You needed to take a hit, right, to kind of calm him down. I do think, especially lately, this year in particular, early in games, it does feel like Rodgers is trying to be a little too, maybe not too perfect, but 
like he's just not trusting something. I don't know if it's his receivers. I don't know if it's his protection. I don't know if it's what he's seeing. But he does seem to have a little bit more happy feet, patting the ball a little bit much. I mean, look at the first fucking pass play down in Miami. He's got Randall Cobb screaming wide open, <laughs> throwing his hands in the air. He doesn't throw it to him. Later, he's got Alan Lazard to his right, wide open for what looked like a play that was designed to Lazard, but he's looking to his left for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. But then, as the game progresses, as you're saying, he does seem to settle in. And then he starts ripping it, gets to the top of the drop, sees, you know, likes what he sees, makes the read, and lets it rip, as he should. But yeah, why that doesn't happen at the beginning of games, I don't know. And I would love, I would love to ask him. But uh, I'd have to be in town for a game and be at his locker for that. And that's not going to happen, at least not this year. But Eric, that's an excellent question. It is very noticeable. And I really appreciate the Super Chat. John, thanks for the Super Chat. Got your work cut out for us, but let's beat those fools at Lambeau. And then again, in many in a few weeks, crush Paul Allen's soul. Oh, John, this is a super chat after Corey Banky's heart. I love it. I love it. Doug Evans pick six. Yes, Jimmy. Well remembered. Doug Evans made a big play. That's right. Well remembered. I knew it was a defensive play that started to turn it around. Uh, 1996 Packers are, for my money, one of the best defensive teams in NFL history. Oh, Sean, there is zero doubt. There is zero question. And that's what was always so frustrating about Leroy Butler having to wait so long to get into the Hall of Fame because that defense was amazing. And yet it only had one member in the Hall of Fame, which was ridiculous to me. Not only did they win a championship, they finished the season as the number one defense. You know, everyone remembers the 85 Bears for good reason. They were fucking amazing. But the 96 Packers are up to that Pepsi challenge. They're fucking incredible. That was an incredible defense. And Leroy Butler was one of the biggest components of it, along with Reggie. So to finally see him get into the hall was, I mean, it's well past due, but that, is, that was such a monster component to their championship that year, was the play of that defense and the way they played together. Fritz Shermer, all true legend, RIP. What else we got? Must feel bad right now to be Devontae Adams. Feel sorry for the guy. I mean, I don't know if I feel sorry for him. He's doing okay. He's going to be all right. But uh, you guys know I love Devontae. And, um, you know, it does suck to see how this has transpired. I'm sure he's frustrated with the fact that he did go to go play with his best friend. And things certainly haven't gone their way on either the you know standings or the scoreboard more often than not. It's got to be frustrating. And there's certainly been games where it's been kind of a mystery as to why he's not getting the football. You know, talk all you want about Aaron forcing the ball to Devontae, but at least that made sense with the idea that he's one of the best, if not the best player on the field week after week. Yeah, get him the ball. Wish they'd have that mentality with Aaron Jones sometimes. That's just me. Don't get me going. Uh, All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Uh, Like I said, Patreon members, Carry the G Club members, Happy hours at the top of the hour, 6 o'clock Eastern. I'll see you there. In the meantime, everyone else, please, please, please hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 